...stated, developed, varied, transformed, and resolved as are those in a conventional musical structure. Just as music is both a formal art and a mysterious transformation of emotion, so too is poetry. Music uses melody, tonality, rhythm, and so on. Poetry uses image and metaphor, rhyme and metre. In poetry, language is used as a plastic, almost sensuous medium, in which grace, beauty, and power are blended. Of course, it is possible to bring these qualities into prose, too, but such prose is apt to sound false and mannered. The purple prose of the aesthete. The prose of the novelist, the historian, or the philosopher owes its first duty to the ideas it is pursuing. So clarity and directness are usually its first requirements. This view that poetry is the music of ideas was literally true for many centuries. For through the art of rhythm and rhyme, the poet aimed to create verbal music. The Elizabethan writer of love sonnets, the 18th century satirist, the romantic nature poet, and the 20th century symbolist all would have recognized and accepted this concept of their art. This book sets out to explore the music of ideas as it has been practiced in English for five centuries and more. It shows the way in which that music has been refined and enriched generation by generation, seized on by poets with many different aims and with wildly different personalities, all of whom were drawn to the magic of language that is to be found in poetry rather than to the formal or analytical power of prose. Poetry has been one of the glories of our culture and our language, and this survey draws its leading figures together in a rich kaleidoscopic journey. Where does English poetry begin? The answer to this question is at once very simple and very complicated. The simple part is that it begins with Beowulf, the warlike epic composed in the 8th century. The complicated part is that Beowulf is not in English, at least not in our English. It is in the language of Saxon Wessex, the language of the Germanic tribes who had recently settled in England. And even its setting is not England, but Denmark. Beowulf stands at the beginning of a 500-year development which produced a large body of poetry in England, but poetry accessible only to scholars who have mastered its language. The point at which a genuinely English poetry emerges and becomes accessible to the modern reader, not only in its language but in the thoughts, feelings and culture that it depicts, is a matter of debate and judgment. There are vast tracts of medieval verse which survive only in the academic syllabus. This material cannot be ignored but few people would claim that it can be read for pleasure, except by scholars, and only a small fraction of it has been translated into modern English. Beowulf itself inhabits a world of warriors, blood feuds, monsters, and battles, and it sprang from a society governed by strong codes of valour, honour, and strength. It is written in short, rhythmic lines, and uses alliteration rather than rhyme, it may have been intended to be sung or chanted aloud, perhaps accompanied by harp music. The author may have been a Christian, for no pagan Germanic gods are mentioned, but no conventional Christian teachings are advanced. Instead, it is a tale of conflict and courage, terror and death, told in a style of considerable grandeur. 
The language of Beowulf is also found in many shorter Anglo-Saxon poems. Modern translations have captured the vivid power of these works. This is from Ezra Pound's version of The Seafarer. List how I, care-wretched on ice-cold sea, weathered the winter, wretched outcast, deprived of my kinsmen, hung with hard ice-flakes where Hailskur flew. There I heard naught save the harsh sea and ice-cold wave. But the fact remains that, after the Norman conquest of England, these poems were consigned to an oblivion which lasted until they were rediscovered by scholars of the nineteenth century. Their language is as foreign to us as German or Danish, as generations of students compelled to learn Anglo-Saxon will testify. Until Pound, no poet from Chaucer onwards had shown any...